today on Channel Massive Today. Activision's Bobby Kotick believes there's even more blood to suck from Call of Duty players. Stay tuned for more information about the Dark Lord's dream for the future. And should gamers be labeled as pussies if they play on easy mode? No. Get the lingo correct, people. They should be called noobs. All this and more on Channel Massive Today. Downloading Channel Massive today. I'm your host, Jason. The date is June 23rd, 2010. Let's get a little housekeeping out of the way first. If you want to participate in the show, the email, as always, is mail at channelmassive.com. Or you can always follow us on the Twitter feed at twitter.com slash channelmassive. Uh, here's what's on tap today. I'm going to talk about on live, playing on easy mode in video games, some Call of Duty news, and some other news items as well. Uh, first off, I do want to thank all the well-wishers who have welcomed me back into the podcasting fold. Um, I'm not quite true to form yet. Uh, it's kind of like riding a bicycle, I guess. You never really forget how to do it, but uh, just bear with me uh, for a while while I get my podcasting legs back. Um, another question that I had was, is that what games have I been playing recently and what am I looking forward to? Uh... Games I've been playing recently, uh, I just finished The Force Unleashed. I kind of caught the Star Wars bug uh, by watching some of the the Old Republic uh, coverage on E3, and I felt compelled to play a Star Wars game, so I picked that up, played all the way through it. Uh, What else am I playing? I'm playing Blur, um, Red Dead Redemption, Red Faction Guerrilla, and when I'm drunk or getting there, I still pick up uh, Rock Band 2 and play through that for a few hours every once in a while. Um, things that I'm looking forward to, um, APB looks pretty promising, although I'm, I'm hearing some mixed reviews on it. It, it does look like something that I, I kind of want to try. Um, uh, StarCraft 2, of course, uh, just by the very nature that is from Blizzard, and I, even though I suck at RTSs, I'm going to have to try it. And uh, Crackdown 2 also looks pretty cool, so I'm going to have to uh, check that out when it comes out here, coming up here in, uh, I think, next month. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's kind of what I've been doing, what I've been playing. Uh, Let's go ahead and get on with the show. the cloud-based gaming service that streams games over the internet, they've begun to roll out initial membership offers, and they've revealed some prices um, that you might be interested in hearing about. Currently, the subscription model that they have is through an AT&T-sponsored founding members program. That includes a free year of membership with the option to continue on at $4.95 a month in the second year. And basically what you do is you sign up for it, you get put on a waiting list, and once you get accepted, that I don't know if that's like when your free year starts exactly, or or if you 
you know, it's just they start it on a particular day and then you, you know, you play for free on their service um, for a certain period of time. And then after that, they'll start charging you. I'm not, I'm not quite clear on that. Um, the prices on the games are going to range from three ninety nine to fifty nine ninety nine. I'm guessing it's dependent on uh, how old the game is or you know the quality of game. I'm not sure. Doesn't look like you have access to m- much initially. I'm only counting like maybe nineteen or twenty games here. Games like Splinter Cell Conviction. Um, I'm seeing Brain Challenge. I'm seeing Borderlands here. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they've got some nice games there, but it doesn't look like they've got much, uh, to start. Um, from everything that I hear, this, this gaming service works pretty well. Uh, I, I remember talking about this with the other guys and, and we were saying, well, you know, this, there's no way that this thing can work, but everything I keep hearing is that it does work. It works well. But I'm also hearing things like, like you can't run it on a like if you're on a, on a wireless network, you, you can't run it wireless. It kind of requires that you have a Ethernet connection jacked in. Um, so you know if you're wanting to kind of hang out on the couch in 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 somewhere in a like your your bedroom or something like that you're not going to be able to do that on your laptop it's uh kind that's kind of inconvenient i think um you know also you know let's just be honest here there still has to be some kind of noticeable lag going on here i can't believe that there's like no noticeable lag whatsoever and everybody has a different kind of internet connection so if you're like a hardcore gamer who plays like FPS games, like say you want to play Call of Duty, you know, I can't see this working very well for, for that kind of gamer. Um, you know, sure, well, is this an option for somebody who doesn't have a high-end PC? Surely, no, no doubt about it. And I, and I think that's kind of going to be their, their main draw and the core group of people that they're going to shoot for. You know, me personally, I just don't see myself, you know, using this all that much if it doesn't, you know, work reliably. And and two, even if the games are similarly priced, I'm not going to sacrifice the freedom I have playing on my own PC and my Xbox 360. I'm not going to sacrifice that just to play it on some kind of service that probably doesn't work nearly as reliably as my own machines so you know the it, i think the pricing thing you know they, they're, they're really not pricing themselves into anything the, the prices are going for games are going to stay the same it looks like regardless of you know whether you play it on your pc your your console or through their service and and i don't see the point honestly in using their service it just doesn't make any sense to me when when you can always just use your own equipment so you know i'm probably not the kind of gamer that they're targeting but um you know there's probably people out there who who they are and this might actually work for them i just don't you know i you know as as 
playing as a regular gamer, I just I just don't see it working for me. Um, you may have a different opinion on it. If if you do, you know, let me know. Or if you if you've had some experience and you're currently using on live service, I want to hear from you. Persia, The Sands of Time, has received worldwide earnings of $293 million, which makes it the highest grossing video game film adaptation to date. Uh, the previous holder, title holder, I guess, was, uh, tomb, was the first Tomb Raider movie, which stood at $274 million worldwide. Uh, I, I guess there's really no accounting for tastes here um you know and plus you know think about it surely this movie couldn't have been as successful as other great video game movies like super mario brothers double dragon street fighter mortal kombat mortal kombat annihilation wing commander laura croft tomb raider resident evil house of the dead alone in the dark Doom, Blood Rain, In the Name of the King, A Dungeon Siege Tale, Silent Hill, Postal, Hitman, Max Payne, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. So there's no official word yet, but Microsoft has posted a price on their store for uh, Connect at... $149.99. Other retailers like Amazon, Walmart, and GameStop are also showing that same price. Um, Man, I'm really not sure that this is the right price point uh, for Connect, especially at this time. You know, they need to, you know, grab a install base quickly and... $149 $149 is kind of pricey. Um, especially for the amount of games that they have for it. They don't have much coming out for it. It's not like that this particular thing is going to appeal to the core gamer at all. So you're looking at games like um, Wii Sports and things like that. And, and to me... You know, if I was going to play games like Wii Sports and and you know some of those other games that Microsoft demoed with Connects with Connect at uh, E3, um, I may as well have just kept my Wii and not even bothered with this because you know it's essentially the same thing. Um, and honestly, I think the only game that I saw demoed on Connect that I kind of was interested in was that Dance Central game by harmonics and even though I'm a poor white boy with no rhythm uh that that looked that looked pretty cool to me but other than that I you know I honestly didn't see any other games out there that would make me feel compelled uh to go out and get this especially at that kind of price point um Sony's move controller really isn't that much better if you think about it as far as price goes uh, their controller starts at... You get the controller for $50, and 
And then there's like a separate navigation controller that'll run $30. And that also requires the PlayStation Eye camera. And that costs $40. So you're looking at $120 just to get into that motion controller there. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling that price point right now. And, you know, hopefully, you know, somebody comes to their senses and says, you know, well, we could probably reduce this in price, then maybe increase it later, um, depending on, you know, how successful it is. But right now there just, there isn't enough there to, to really compel me to go out and get it. Journal. If Bobby Kotick could do one thing, he would make Call of Duty an online subscription service as soon as tomorrow. Uh, he says, I would love to have Call of Duty be an online subscription service tomorrow. When you think about what the audience's interests are and how you could really satisfy bigger audiences with more inspired creative opportunities, I would love to see, uh, see us have a Call of Duty world. I think our players would just have so much more of a compelling experience. I think our audiences are clamoring for it. If you look at what they've been playing on Xbox Live today, we've had 1.7 billion hours of multiplayer play on Live. I think we could do a whole lot more to really satisfy the interests of customers. And I think we could create so many things and make the game even more fun to play. Um, you know, as much as I hate saying it, I think he might be onto something there. Um, these kind of, these FPS games recently have kind of taken on some MMO elements, uh, like Battlefield 2142, where you're able to unlock weapons and abilities as you, uh, level up during the game. Uh, so there's already been the precedent for some interest in in some kind of experience like that uh, I'm just not sure what kind of you know subscription he's talking about I'm not sure how much players are willing to to pay um, you know as far as a monthly fee goes for for something like that because I mean, you know they're already paying on Xbox Live to play Modern Warfare 2 they're already paying uh, a subscription fee just to be able to play on Xbox Live, are you know? Are they going to like start charging on top of that, like a fourteen ninety nine uh, monthly subscription fee for it? Um, it will it be a little bit less? I mean, how much would you be willing to pay uh, for a subscription service to play a game like Call of Duty? I, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure what the the answer is to that. Um, but I do know one thing. You know, he he is a guy who you know, is willing to milk its player base dry, milk his player base dry, you know, for all the money that he can get. You know, he's, he's shown that tendency in the past and, and this is certainly something that he's going to look into if he thinks that there's more money to be made. So just brace yourselves, Call of Duty fans, because it looks like it might be coming.
Thomas Frustic, and um, I totally apologize if I botched that last name up. Um, he's the EIC of MTB Multiplayer, and he wrote an opinion piece in the latest issue of Game Informer magazine called Casual Encounters, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Easy Mode. I'll just paraphrase here a little bit and read a little bit for you. He says, It started out innocently enough. I was reviewing Red Faction Guerrilla and realized that I was having much more fun blowing up buildings than dying. So I asked myself, why not take dying out of the equation, or at the very least mitigate the chances of dying? And so I restarted my game on the easiest setting. Suddenly a brand new world opened up before me. Red Faction started me on the path, and since then I've played through a handful of games that became markedly more entertaining on easy. I began to wonder where the common thread was between them. It seems that for a game to become better on easy, it has to be inherently flawed. And in my opinion, some of the games that he mentions, uh, and he mentions Red Faction, uh, Just Cause 2, Bayonetta, uh, a couple other games, I think. I, I don't think that any of these games are particularly hard at all. And in fact, if you think about it, the relative difficulty of video games has kind of decreased over the years. Um, a lot of games used to. They didn't They didn't have any difficulty options back in the day. It, you know, it, the games were what they were, and we liked it, gosh darn it. Um, you know, to me, you know... Playing a video game, part of the fun of playing games is, you know, somewhat of a challenge, you know, having a challenge before you. Um, if you play, you know, if you re reduce the difficulty on easy, then you're taking away some of that challenge. And, you know, wh where's the fun in that? You know, where's the fun of just slogging through something, you know, just for the sake of slogging through it? You know, even if you're just reviewing a game, you know, if I reviewed a game on easy, then, you know, some of the times I probably think, well, this game is kind of too easy you know it kind of it'll you know I'd, I'd be like well this game's too easy it, it sucks you know there was no challenge there you know the boss monsters were too easy which is like a common thing you know a common complaint you hear from a lot of gamers um you know i, I just you know i think you know playing on easy just kind of cheapens the whole experience um uh, you know and if you're just slogging through a game on easy just to write up a review or or, you know, gain a few cheap achievement points on Xbox Live. I don't know. I, I just, I really think you're doing yourself a disservice, you know, at least not trying to play a game on normal because, you know, a little bit of challenge is part of the fun. I don't know. Do you guys agree, disagree? Are you guys hardcore gamers? Or are you whiny little pussies who play games on easy mode? Uh, send me an email at mail at channelmassive.com or you can always... Uh, throw us a tweet at twitter.com slash channelmassive. Uh, that'll do it for the show today. Tomorrow, I'm going to get into a story about preserving video game history, and I'll probably talk about another stupid scientific study regarding video game violence and the children. Please, God, think of the children. Uh, thank you for downloading the podcast, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Seems to me, girl, you know See a big stone and a bottle Yeah Ooh, That's why I'm easy